Welcome to the Breezy Babies Podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode seven, Formula Will Never Be Breast Milk. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are gonna come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with me today. I know that there are so many other things you could be doing right now. So I'm so honored that you have chosen to spend the next 20 minutes or so with me. I honestly paused a little bit when I was deciding if I wanted to have this be one of my podcast episodes because I know that this can be a little bit of a touchy situation when it comes to formula versus breast milk. And I really don't want it to turn into why one is better than the other. But one thing that has stuck out to me, especially since I've been an IBCLC lactation consultant, is claims that formula companies make that their formula is has this component that is is exactly like breast milk. And the truth is that, you know what, formula is never going to be breast milk. And this is not a podcast made to shame you if you have used formula. I've used formula myself, honestly, with all of my babies, some more than others. But I know that formula can be such a useful Um, tool in so many different situations. I know that breastfeeding is not always the answer for every single mom in every single situation. And I know that sometimes formula can be a really great option for so many families around the world. My main point with this podcast is not to convince you to choose one over the other. But instead, I just want to provide you with some great education and information that explains down to the nitty gritty levels what really is the difference when it comes to formula and breast milk. So we're going to dive a little deep in this episode, and I'm going to providing uh, be providing you with some great information from some studies and some conferences that I have been to. This is going to be so much fun. I know that you're going to learn something new that you didn't already know about the components of breast milk. So one of my favorite movies of all time is My Best Friend's Wedding. You guys know what I'm talking about? Do you remember the scene, if you have seen it, between Julia Roberts' character and Cameron Diaz? And they are talking back and forth. And Julia Roberts says what he needs is (laughs) jello and Cameron Diaz's character says oh I can be jello and she says you can never be jello you're creme brulee you can never be jello maybe what he needs is jello I think I'm totally butchering this but do you guys know what I'm talking about (laughs) Julia Roberts says it much better than I do but pretty much the point that I'm trying to get to is that Jello and creme brulee are never going to be the same thing. And sometimes Jello is right for one person and creme brulee is right for another person. It doesn't make either one wrong 
um, in any way. It just means that they can never be the same thing. That is also true with formula and breast milk. They cannot be the same exact thing. And I'm going to start by explaining what formula cannot replicate. And one of the biggest things is immunity boosting elements. Did you know that breast milk is actually a living tissue? It is a living tissue that cannot be replicated because you are passing things through your breast milk that are specific to you. Okay, so let's jump into some of the nitty gritty details here. So a couple years back, I attended a lactation conference because I have to attend those to get so many hours in a five-year span to keep my IBCLC certification um, current. Believe it or not, you guys, side note, it is actually a lot harder and more work for me to maintain my lactation certification than it is for me to maintain my nursing certification. So please, next time you see a lactation consultant and IBCLC in your area, give her a big hug. Maybe after COVID's over, COVID's still going on right now. And tell her thank you for all the work that she has put into really training herself to the specifics that um, other healthcare professionals just don't know when it comes to lactation and breastfeeding. Okay, I got a little distracted there, but what I was trying to say is that a couple years ago, I attended a lactation conference and there was an entire presentation by Tom Johnston and he gave some really cool information when it came to the components of breast milk that I want to share with all of you right now. So what he explained is that a baby is born with an incomplete immune system. I mean, that makes sense, right? They've been living in a sterile environment for the whole nine months or so that they've been growing and babies don't have a great immune system after they're born. That's why we say, don't take your baby out in public and let people touch your baby and kiss your baby. Um, you know, anyone who holds your baby, have them wash their hands first, just because your baby does not have a great immune system. I want you to think of your colostrum, your first milk, as you giving an immune system to your baby. All of those good antibodies that are present in your breast milk are going to go to your baby and, to, and help her to start building her own personal immune system. So that's why colostrum is so important, that first milk that is ready to go in your breast from about the second trimester, that's not just there for nothing. It's not like, oh, we'll just use this until your real milk comes in. No, colostrum is real milk. It's so important for your baby. You are literally giving an immune system to your baby every time you breastfeed them colostrum. And those things don't go away when your colostrum goes away. Um, your breast milk still contains great antibodies. This is why we say that babies who are breastfed, they still get sick, but they get sick less often. And when they do get sick, it's less severe because when you are close to your baby, you are kissing your baby on the face, your body can actually pick up any little germs that may be starting and make the perfect antibody for your baby that it needs to fight that germ and give it through your breast milk in the next feeding or two or so 
um, give your baby the antibody needed to fight that specific germ. Isn't that so amazing? Okay, another thing that plays into that, that might gross you out, but I think it's super cool because I am just obsessed with learning all of these specific things about breast milk and breastfeeding. So check this out. When you breastfeed your baby at the breast, their saliva has actually been found to backflow into mom's breast. That saliva communicates with mom from your baby's mouth and it tells your body, hey, this is what your baby needs. These are specific antibodies that we could use. And again, your body's like, okay, we can make that. And it can put those in your baby's breast milk for a future feeding. Isn't that so amazing? I just can't get over how smart our bodies are to give our baby exactly what they need through our breast milk. So an important part with this is if your baby is sick, even if you are sick, please do not stop breastfeeding. There are very few situations which warrant, um, just to completely stop breastfeeding. But if you have a cold, even there was one time, you guys, I had full blown influenza. I was so sick. I honestly felt like I was on my deathbed. I went to Instacare. I got the fun test with the long strip down my nose. And sure enough, I had influenza and the Instacare doctor was so smart and just said, you know what? The best thing you can do is to just keep breastfeeding your baby because I had asked him, what can I do for my baby? I don't want him to get sick. At this point, he was just a few months old. He was just a little guy. He's like, just keep breastfeeding him. There's really nothing else we could do. So I literally went home. I could hardly even move, move my body. I was so, so sore and so sick. My husband would bring my little guy in and he would just lay him on top of me. He would feed on one breast and then I could barely even like call for him and just say, he's done. And then he would come and move him over to the other breast and he would just literally be laying on top of me because I could not even sit up. I was so sick. And then after he was done feeding on that breast, he would take him away and he, I would continue to rest and heal. And he actually never got influenza. It was really amazing but also not very fun. So if you are sick, keep breastfeeding. Your body will get that signal. It will give more what we call leukocytes through to your baby, which are gonna help to fight that specific germ that you are fighting as well. Okay, one other thing I have to tell you um, from this conference is that a baby is actually 50% mom, 50% dad when born, like genetically speaking. But the cool thing is, is that while your baby breastfeeds, they are receiving stem cells from you and they actually over time start to become more like mom than dad. Okay. So I already explained that breastfed babies in general have fewer infections, fewer hospitalizations. Um, I explained how during breastfeeding antibodies and other germ fighting factors pass through from you to your baby and really help to build up your baby's immune system little by little. So some of the infections that your baby is going to be less likely to get by breastfeeding is number one, ear infections. That's a big one. The rates between a breastfed baby and a formula fed baby between, um, when it comes to ear infections is night and day difference. 
Another um, infection that your baby is less likely to get when they're breastfed is diarrhea. They're less likely to get respiratory infections, meningitis, and long-term breastfeeding may also help um, to protect your baby against allergies, asthma, diabetes, obesity, and what we call sudden infant death syndrome. Sometimes we just call it SIDS. So when it comes to SIDS, there's not a lot that we know about it. We don't really know what causes it, but we do know there's some things that are protective against SIDS that help um, your baby not be at such a high risk to pass away from SIDS. And one of those would be breastfeeding. Now, the main reason for that is that breast milk is digested a little bit more quickly so your baby doesn't sleep as deep and also has to do with some of these good um, antibodies that your baby is getting when they breastfeed with you. So of course, anything that we can do to help provide um, protection against SIDS, we're gonna do it for our little ones, right? But just remember, it's not all or nothing when it comes to breastfeeding. You might be listening to this and saying, oh, well, I can't exclusively breastfeed my baby, so it's not even worth bothering with any amount of breast milk. You guys, I'm going to say this so many times on this podcast, I already know it. Every drop of breast milk counts. Every drop of breast milk is significant. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like I said, with all my babies, there was some percentage of formula that was fed to my babies. With my first, it was a higher percentage than my second and then my third. But it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Just because your baby gets some formula doesn't mean that it has to be all formula or all breast milk, you can totally do a combination and find a good balance for what works for you and your family situation and everything that you have going in your life. You can find the right balance between the two. Again, the purpose of this podcast is to not shame one over the other um, or to tell you that you have to choose formula or you have to choose breast milk. The main part is just to be clear that there is a difference between the two. And I do hope that that has already become really clear with some of the things that I've explained to you. Okay, I also wanted to talk to you about a 2013 study. Um, This one is titled Human Milk Composition, Nutrients, and Bioactive Factors. This can be found on the NCBI website. I want to tell you a little bit about what I read in this study. It goes into pretty deep details, things that I'm sure would put you all to sleep, and that's not the point of this. I really just want to break it down and share with you the main points from this study. And what it said is that human milk is uniquely suited to your baby, not only with the nutrition that it provides to your baby, but there's also non-nutritive bioactive factors that are really important when it comes to your baby's um, health and development. So what some of those bioactive factors are, it includes cells, anti-infectious and anti-inflammatory agents, growth factors, and prebiotics. Can you see, you know, as I've been talking about all this, that again, these are things that formula can not replicate because they are specific to you. You are passing parts of you through to your baby. And how can any formula replicate that exactly? 
again, sometimes you'll see on the side of a formula can like, oh, we have replicated this exact DHA or whatever it is. And sure, they're trying their best to replicate um, a mom's breast milk as best they can, but they can never get it 100% because they can't make it exactly like you would be providing to your specific baby. In this study, it also talks about how infant formula has a very narrow range of composition, while human milk is very dynamic. The amazing thing is, is that your breast milk changes even between feedings. Your breast milk is different in the morning than it is at night. And even the taste of your breast milk changes based on what you've eaten. Isn't that so crazy? There actually have been studies that have shown mom, uh, moms who eat garlic, their babies enjoyed the taste of their breast milk more. Now, I'm not saying you have to go out and buy cloves and cloves of garlic. The main point I'm trying to make is, isn't it so cool that the taste of your food can actually come through your breast milk? Now, this doesn't mean that you have to restrict your diet because your breast milk is not made from your um, GI tract. It is made from your blood. So a lot of times you hear, oh, you can't eat this and you can't eat that because it will make your baby gassy or fussy. And it can become really frustrating when you're handed a really long list of things that you can and cannot eat. I don't love that because I really feel like it takes away from the convenience of breastfeeding and I like to keep it as convenient as possible. So overall, my message to you is going to be eat what you want, but eat it in moderation. So maybe don't go crazy with six cups of coffee or, you know, 20 chocolate bars in one day. (laughs) Just eat in moderation and you and your baby are going to be just fine. And it is, and isn't it so fun to think about when you are eating a good tasting meal that, Hey, my baby's going to get a good little taste of this as well. Sometimes you feel guilty when you have a young baby who isn't ready for table food yet. Like, Oh, I feel bad eating in front of them. Don't worry, mama. They're going to get that meal a little bit later on. So no guilt, no guilt needed. Okay, as I'm saying this, I know that your question in your head right now is, well, how long does it take for my food to come through in my breast milk? Now, I can't answer that (laughs) exactly because everyone has a different metabolism. Your body is going to digest a little bit differently. It could be a couple of hours to multiple hours, but no worries. You don't have to stress about it. If you ever feel like your baby is having trouble with certain food that you eat, you can just keep a food journal and start to track um, how your baby is reacting after certain food groups that you eat. But generally speaking, your baby's going to be getting that meal a couple hours after you. Isn't it so amazing to think about how every mom in the entire world in different populations, in different parts of the world, they're gonna have slightly different milk than the mom down the road or a mom halfway across the world. Your breast milk is specifically made for you to feed and nourish your specific baby. And that's just something that formula is never 
going to be able to replicate. Again, I totally support your feeding decisions, whether you are an exclusively breastfeeding mom, an exclusively pumping mom, a mixed feeding mom, a formula only feeding mom. This is not to tell you what to do in your life or shame you in any way. Again, I just wanted to explain some of the specific properties that breast milk offers that formula just can't. So are you feeling a little bit more confident of what's in your breast milk? Feeling like you can hold your head a little bit higher every time you see that good milk flowing into your baby's mouth? I sure hope so. Next time your baby is breastfeeding, I'm gonna challenge you to take a video because you are gonna love looking back and hearing those sweet little gulps years down the road. I can promise you that. So in true Breezy Babies podcast fashion, I keep this short and sweet because I know that you don't wanna sit here all day listening to me. You are ready to go and take this information into the world and increase your confidence 10X. So I'm gonna leave you with what I always leave you with. I am strong, I am smart, I am beautiful, I'm a good friend to all. Believe it, mama, we'll catch you next time.